0: I live by the ready, fire, aim mentality. I get a concept. I'm going to launch it. I'm going to take a look at it. We're going to regroup. We may not scrap it. We may only move one degree to the left, a half a degree to the right. But until you launch, you never know. And people are so afraid, women especially, are so afraid of failure. They want perfection. They want the perfect logo, the perfect website. And it's like, no, just launch. Welcome to the intuitive woman podcast with your host, Tina Conroy, gain clarity, confidence and trust in your inner wisdom, explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living and more.
1: Hello, everyone. Tina here. How's everyone doing today? I am thrilled to be with you as always. And today's centering is going to start a little bit different. I have a guest on that I will share with you, but before we go there, it is all about speaking up and women using their voices and it dawned on me to really connect with a centering to open up the throat chakra. Now, if you're not familiar with the chakras, you can always Google them, because of course everything is google at this point, but the chakras are energy centers, and a lot of women and men, but since we're talking about women, have closed throat chakras. They were taught not to speak up, or they were taught that what they had to say was not important. And so I wanna go ahead and do a centering Wherever you are, to open up the throat chakra. And even if you think you have a nice open throat chakra, this is a great opportunity to open it up for more communication, for more trust, and to connect to this area. So, wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes, take a nice breath in, and exhale away. And just feel your feet on the ground. Notice where you are in time and space. Be thankful and grateful, compassion for right now, in this time, in this moment. And we're gonna to connect to the throat chakra. So allow yourself to connect to this area, the front of your throat, the back of your throat and neck, and the sides. Envision for yourself, if you will, the color blue, beautiful light blue, like the color of the sky and envision your throat chakra filling with this beautiful essence of the color blue. Letting yourself know to trust and open up this area of communication, that it is safe to speak. It is safe to speak your words, to be honest, to be authentic, even when you think that it may not be someone wants to hear. As you open up the throat chakra and keep envisioning this beautiful color blue, trust that it is so. Letting go of confrontation, letting go of anything that you're fearful of in speaking your truth. Knowing that what you have to say is important and knowing what you have to say is important to you and to others. Putting yourself first. Take another deep breath in and exhale. Now, if you can place your hands on your throat, just gently place your hands on your throat. If you can't at this time, you may wanna listen one more time again and just envision this beautiful color blue one more time. Take another breath in and exhale. And then slowly come on back to the room. Kimberly Rinaldi is a recurring guest. I had the pleasure of interviewing Kimberly on my blog talk radio show about a year ago, Get Into It with Tina Conroy. And Kimberly is back and I'm delighted to have her back on the Intuitive Woman podcast. Kimberly is a speaker, author, and radio show host. She shares her decades of experience as a certified master trainer of hypnotherapy, EFT, NLP, success coaching, Reiki, and other healing modalities. She has created a highly successful private coaching practice and now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She owns the Lessons in Joyful Living radio network and is an advocate for speaking and for women across the ages. We got real as we spoke about finding your voice and speaking up. We spoke about women in podcasting. We spoke about how so many women are not standing up for themselves and using their voice. And it is a fantastic episode, and I'm so glad you're here to tune in. As a special for this episode, go to my website, tinaconroy.com, connect with me, and use the words, find your voice, speak up. And I will be offering a discounted rate of $80 for my 30-minute intuitive reading. You can connect with me anywhere in the country or across the world through Skype or through the phone, and that will be discounted to you just using the name Find Your Voice Speak Up. Enjoy the show. Hey, Kimberly, how you doing?
0: I am fabulous, Tina. Thank you so much for having me on today.
1: I am so excited to have you back. We spoke in June 2015 on my last podcast, Get Into It, with Tina Conroy, and I'm delighted to have you back on The Intuitive Woman.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And I am so excited for this venture that you're launching and that it is, your energy has always been female-centric, but that your mind and your marketing are now speaking to that. It's an important time, I think.
1: I'm really excited. Sometimes I tend to feel like I've been swimming along and looking for the direction. And I feel like in the last three years since we spoke, or two years since we spoke, that I have really found it. And I think it takes time. I think it's also a thing of age. I'll be coming up on 50. As they say, 50 is when you don't care about anything and you just do these things and there's no judgment. And I feel like that. I feel like that 50 fabulous is coming. So I have till December, as my kids always tell me that I've been telling them I'm 50 forever, but it's that feeling the grace and feeling the connection and allowing yourself to really live and play to win and take risks and just all those exciting things.
0: I agree. And I turned 50 last year and my family and friends, God bless them, they're (laughs) they're like, okay, you already had no filters. You frighten us. (laughs) But along with that standing in your power and owning your voice. One of the other things I found for me is just a greater sense of compassion. How do I help other women get to where
1: I want to be? Does that make sense for where you are too? It absolutely does. And you want to really reach out to people that are willing to listen, that are willing to be there and let them know that there's there's another way. Because I think there's so many women that feel lost or feel that they are struggling, they're not sure of direction, focus, and I know you do it. And we have so much to share because you're such an advocate and allow women to really speak their voice.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And that—that that is, honestly, it's, I don't know if I shared this with you. I was, I think I was four. I was very little. My sister was in a stroller and I was at thrifties with my mother. And I share this story because it was so poignant, and here I am 50, and it's still in the top of my head. I wanted an ice cream, so mom handed me whatever, the 25 cents to go get my scoop, and I walked up to the counter and proceeded to watch three adults step in front of me and order, and the young lady behind the counter never said a word to me. And I turned around very tearfully, walked back to my mother, and she's not selling me ice cream. And bless my mother's heart, man, she traumatized me that day. She said, you're female. You're going to be short, you're Hispanic, and you can choose to be overlooked the rest of your life, or you can find your voice, turn around and go get the ice cream because that's what you want in life. Now, the happy ending to that story would be that I turned around and did it. No, I cried and asked her to do it for me. And she looked me in the eye, literally knelt down, looked me in the eye and she said, then you don't want it enough. Wow. Let's go home. Wow. Let's go home. Years of therapy later, no. I'm grateful. I am grateful although it traumatized me no end and I didn't get my ice cream. At 50, I'm grateful because if there's something I want, I will speak up. I will I will ask, demand, negotiate whatever it takes to get what it is that I need in life and I'm advocating at this point for other women to do so. Find your voice. Speak up.
1: And you know what? We need more people like you. We need more women like you because so many, like I said, are just, I always talk about standing in our power and believing in ourselves and taking risks and allowing ourselves to feel and know our potential. So this kind of segues into all the work that you've been doing. So please share with the listeners how Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network has been formed and how it came about and where it's going and where it is now. I'm so excited to talk about this. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I launched Lessons in Joyful Living Talk Radio, my very own show in January of 2013 and tremendous reception. It's just been such a blessing, such a gift that in August of 2014, long story short, there've been a lot of conversation around it, but I ultimately launched a full-fledged network where we bring predominantly women to the table. We've got some male guests and hosts on as well. I don't know. I guess I appeal to the masses on a more feminine direction. And in doing this, I remember sitting down and thinking back to that four-year-old who stood there and cried being let out of the thrifties without her ice cream because she didn't have her voice at that point. And bless my mother for having that foresight to really give me the truth, and it was a tough truth at that point, and for having given me that lack of compassion. She did not feel sorry for it. If it was something that I wanted, I had to step up and be willing to take that risk. I'm now in that position where I'm helping other women take that voice, that vision that they have around their businesses, around their teachings, around their direction, around their inspiration, the things they've learned, and find that voice and bring it to the masses. I'm very, very excited to say we're coming up on, this year we will hit 100 million cumulative downloads on our programming. And we're not even three years old. So it's a very, very exciting time, and our numbers are just growing. And the ability to sit down with a woman and help her find that voice and then watch it impact millions of other women, I get emotional thinking about it. I do.
1: When women come to you and have an idea or a creative project for a show, what are you looking for in them?
0: Our mission statement is basically... We are bringing other people's lessons to the table. That's what Lessons in Joyful Living is about. So it's inspiration, education, or information. Do you have something that you're passionate about? that you feel the world would benefit from hearing. So that's the first thing. These are not vanity programs where you're going to come on and have insipid conversation. We're going to use language. You're going to get emotional. We're going to share difficulties. We're going to share triumphs. We're going to we're going to share all of these beautiful things that we call life experience. So that's the first thing I look for is that is this the passion project for someone? Because if it's not, I can't get into the conversation and share it. It just as a host, as a station owner, as this being my passion project, I want other people at the table. And that's what really works because people get connected with that. The next thing I'm looking for is someone who understands the value of investment. I just had this conversation. We signed a new host yesterday and I said, where have you been spending your money in advertising? And she's been doing Facebook. Conversion stuff, and she's been doing Twitter conversion stuff, and she's been doing seventeen to twenty trade shows a year. So we sat down and broke it down, and I said, "Okay, so you're impacting hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people. What has been the cost? Time away, energy, effort, resources. Where is this hitting your resources?" And I had her pull up her financials from last year. And she was investing between 45 and 50,000. She looked at two years per year. Great. So, how much energy, how much effort are you putting into it? Because with a radio show, number one, the investment is nowhere near that. I promise. Number two, I show my host how to do it in. Including the one hour of weekly broadcasting in 90 minutes to two hours. You and I were just talking before we started that you're in a group where there are women who are spending 10 to 12 hours on just editing. That's not including procuring guests, that's not including the on air time. That just, I come from a background where my focus is process improvement. And I see big picture, I see where there are unnecessary steps, I see where. People get caught in that paralysis by perfection. We're going to keep doing the ready, aim, 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 and never pull the trigger. So I'm looking for women who are willing to pull the trigger, understand the value of advertising, understand this is an investment in their business, in their direction. Those are the women who have the most success in this arena, on this platform.
1: You spoke about that perfection model. And I see that a lot as well. I have some friends that have been hesitating on creating a podcast. They have a phenomenal idea. They're passionate about it, but they're holding back. What is that term? Better is better than done or done is better than better. I don't know. But it's like pull the trigger,
0: right? Yeah. And that's, I live by the ready fire aim mentality. I get a concept. I'm going to launch it. I'm going to take a look at it. We're going to regroup. We may not scrap it. We may only move one degree to the left, a half a degree to the right. But until you launch, you never know. And people are so afraid. Women especially are so afraid of failure. They want perfection. They want the perfect logo, the perfect website. And it's like, no, just launch. Just launch. Then you find out what works. For the love of God, Coca-Cola has rebranded at least twice in the time I've been alive. And we're not Coca-Cola. We're going to keep finding and fine-tuning what works. You've rebranded in the last two years. I've rebranded in the last two years. And we're not Coca-Cola. And even they rebrand. Just get it out there. And that's the biggest thing. Women are so afraid of failure. And I stand by my belief that failure is lack of launch. That's the only failure in life. Everything else is feedback. And sometimes the feedback is, hey, that didn't work. Okay. So let's look at what will. Move it, change it, shift it.
1: I completely agree. When I was even changing from live radio to podcast format and You know, there was a part of me that was obviously was challenging. It was very difficult to change the paradigm. I had it all going for the most part, but it was just different. It was a different platform. I was moving from blog talk radio to Spreaker, and I was moving from Skype instead of an actual phone for better audio, things like that. I was moving to an editor instead of sort of on the cusp. I'm not a hesitator. I'm usually someone that just does it. I started hesitating, and then I swear to you because – God be my witness. I hurt my back and I recorded like a six minute little audio. Didn't think it was going anywhere. And I thought it was going in my little private Facebook group. Well, it went out to the world of the the waves, you know, whoever was listening. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm out there now under the intuitive women podcast about my back pain. But you know what? I needed to take that jump. I needed to take that leap because I would have kept interviewing people. I would have continued to have this batch of interviews. And guess what? I still wouldn't have launched. And I just did it. I said, here we go. And you know what? I still think about my logo and my little graphic for iTunes. And maybe it's not perfect. And it's all good. I can change it if I want to. It's still, you know what I'm saying? It's like we cannot get caught up in these little things. Just do it. I sound like Nike, just do it. That's the thing. And again, when you start to look at, hey,
0: when you're getting this feedback, ready, fire, aim, when you start getting this feedback, this is where the magic happens because this is where you get to know your platform, your tribe, your community, you find out what's important to them. And then you can make adjustments. I actually launched a line of artwork, oh gosh, six months ago. And Mr. Rinaldi, bless his heart, (laughs) do you have to use language in the artwork? I've taken my quotes over the years and put them to artwork that I created. It's graphic design, and they're original Z-Clay pieces. Each piece is handled by me and embellished, and each one has language. There's F-bombs in them, and there's language... And I did a little focus group with some people and gave them the piece with the language, the piece without the language. And it was funny as hell because I'm using language. People were like, no, this is who you are. Don't take the language. That's what makes this so powerful and so personal. So find out what your tribe wants, but you're not going to find out if you don't find your tribe, and you're not going to find your tribe if you're sitting at home waiting to launch. I met a woman three or four years ago at an event and you go around, you network and she introduced herself as an author. And I said, that's great. I'm always writing something. What have you written that I could read? And she says, oh gosh, no, I've been working on it for 19 years and I'm not ready to release it yet. Wow. That's a long time. I stood there and it was like the cartoons where you could hear me going blink, 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 blink. (laughs) (laughs) I just mouth open. It's rare that I'm left speechless. All it went through my head was, for the love of God, if this was a child, it'd be off to college at this point.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Wow. That is a long time. I thought you were going to say four years, maybe. 19. I had to walk away because
0: she put me into an anxiety attack because all I kept thinking was, who are the people who are standing behind her, waiting for her to show up? I'm not saying they're never going to get what they need. But there are people waiting for you to show up. They have soul agreement, life commitments that involve what you're bringing to the table and who behind her in that line is waiting. And how is she not serving them? Full on anxiety. I, I was like, oh, I need to go to the bar. <laughs> I'm going to go
1: grab a martini. <laughs> I also find it very interesting that you were speechless because you are not a speechless woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those cartoon moments where I swear I could hear myself blinking and the mouth was agape and I could not. What do you say to that? I just, I said, well, it was lovely meeting you. And I walked away and went to the bar and grabbed a martini and sat down and wrote some notes because I had to write an article about it because I thought, how many women are stuck in that cycle? And it may be internal dialogue. It may be lack of appropriate support because you don't have the right support system around you which if that's the case, go find like-minded women, like Tina, like myself, who are going to nurture that spirit and help you bring it out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think everybody, if you don't have, and I am such a advocate about this, is that you have internal resources and we have outside resources and get the resources you need. Get the resources, get the group of women around you. If your friends are not doing it, get rid of your friends, keep your vibration high Get a coach, get a counselor, call it whatever you want, get a group of people that can help you and continue to build you up and whatever your passion is, if it's being an author, if it's being a podcast, if it's starting a radio network, but absolutely get the resources you need because you don't have to be alone. You really don't. Yeah.
0: And it is, sometimes it is about creating that circle of support. And I sat there that day, jotting down some notes, having a drink and thinking, where she was failing others who had been failing her and not pushing her to launch. And that was just a huge conversation.
1: So we were talking offline about women and women in broadcasting, women in radio, women in podcasting. So let's speak to that a little bit to the listeners and maybe the women that are out there that don't know what a podcast is or even radio. So let's just take them back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you because I know you're radio to podcast. So explain that so we can clarify that. And let's get into the conversation a bit about women in this field. So I
0: do live internet radio to podcast-optimized marketing. What does that mean? I actually had a salesperson ask, what does that mean? Well, it's just, it's crap I made up. No, (laughs) I do live internet radio, which means we broadcast live. We have a production team that is putting this information out. You can listen to us live when we do our recording. I love the energy of live. Again, ready, fire, aim. I don't want to have to go back and clean it up and make it pretty and make it perfect. So I do have production team. I do have producers who are on the board with me. They're taking care of sound quality. If we get a little snarfy thing, they'll fix it. If I decide I'm done and I'm three seconds short of my commercial bumper and my music, they'll cut that three seconds out for me. That's their job. That's what they do. But I love the energy of live. I love knowing it's a one take. It changes how we have the conversation. I believe it makes it a little more organic, a little bit more in the moment. Then we go into what's called podcast optimized. So we then take that live file, turn it digital, and release it to iTunes and various other. I utilize iTunes in the conversation because they're the most recognized, but various other formats like Libsyn and SoundCloud, Spreaker. There's a bunch out there that you can choose from. What happens is once it's in a podcast digital file format, it is now consumable infinitely, indefinitely. The term forever comes to mind. You know that whole once it's on the internet, it lives there forever? Yes. That's the potential for it. And that's the beauty of it. So we've now taken this product that was live along the lines of traditional radio, and we've turned it into potential. It has legs. We can do marketing with it. We can do advertising with it. I have people who are finding my very first show from 2013. They'll be finding it today, tomorrow, a year from now. It's a valuable process. I know you moved from live into podcast. I'm curious, what made you make that shift?
1: Well, it was interesting. I actually can do both. So that's why I chose Spreaker. Last night, I did a Whole Foods Market tour with a nutritional counselor, and it was live for an hour. I walked with her literally with the microphone on location. She talked about different foods and the best bargains and the hacks and the snacks. So I love the live part, but I also wanted a podcast format. This is perfect for me because I struggled with moving from one platform to another. A lot of it had to do with my audio not being great. And so then I was choosing where to go, but I still wanted the live component. So for me, I have the podcast component where what we're doing now. So there's a little bit of the pre and the post after, but there's also the live where I can be on location. I held my first intuitive woman yoga retreat this weekend. And at the end of the retreat, I pulled four women live. I said, you're going to be live on the air and give me some takeaways. And we got tons of hits from that. People sharing the weekend and how it's like to leave their family and leave their commitments and go away. So for me, I like both. And I'm getting into a groove for the podcast because based on my schedule, Wednesday was the day I did my radio show. So now what I do for Wednesdays is my interview day and I publish on Tuesday. So I have this whole publication. I'm a very Thank goodness, I wish I was even more organized, but I'm pretty organized where everything goes and flows pretty much. I did it because I was changing my name. It was a right time to, if I was going to change the name, let's change the platform. And yeah, so that's kind of, and it is different, I have to say, because when I was broadcasting live, that's it. People called in from the phone, so it was very different. It was a telephone, so I think that's where the audio was never so great. And we would just go for it. We would just talk. There was no editing. It was live to podcast. It was went out on wherever it went out, and that was it. And so now there is a little bit of, I can quote people, and I can work with the editor and say, I loved her quotes. So I put that quote in the front or whatever it is. And so I like it both. So, But that is why I chose Spreaker. They've been phenomenal with me. I really love them. And I can have the live version and I can have the podcast version. So I think it was a combination of changing the name and if I'm gonna change the name, I might as well make the leap to make a difference if I'm gonna go for it. That makes perfect sense.
0: If you allow me, I will continue to interview you. So I'll let you take <laughs> your <show> back.
1: <laughs> Terrible that way. No, I love it. I, this is why I love talking to interviewers because we could go back and forth.
0: know. <laughs> I love what you're doing and honestly. This has been such an important time in my life for connecting with other women. And I was sharing with someone a few months ago, they asked, how do I do 13 businesses? How do I do all of this? And I laughed and I said, alone, I've done it alone up until about three years ago, I did all of this by myself. And it wasn't for any other reason than I have really high standards and I'm a control freak that makes for people not wanting to work with me long term. (laughs) But what I have found over the last three years in doing this radio production and the station production is I have such tremendous support from the people who are involved in this. And I'm bringing in some amazing quality staff and partners and people who have the same vision. And so much of this All I can tell you is energetically, I wasn't there 10 years ago. I don't think the world was there 15 years ago. And I come from a corporate background, and I know I've discussed this ad nauseum. In corporate background, if you have a woman approaching you to help you with doing your job, your first thought is, sweet Mother Mary, she's after my job. It's unfortunate, but that is what we have fostered. There is a sense of competitiveness that is unhealthy. I believe in healthy competition. I believe that there is a healthy component to that. You teach yoga. You, you teach, don't look at other people. Don't look at the instructor. Look at what you're doing. You're not even competitive with yourself. It's being in the moment. I think energetically, so much of our world has shifted into that space in the last 15 years. What are your thoughts?
1: I completely agree. You mean how people are mostly outside of themselves and looking outside instead of inside? Because I see that with my young adults. I mean, the constant social media and the Snapchat and the Insta. Oh my gosh, I can't keep up with it. And I'm in the social media and I do use it to get my message across and to I do my Facebook Live on Friday, my Live at Five on Friday and whatever other paradigms that I have. I feel it's different than look at me look at me taking a picture of their food or I don't even know and it's like very different. Yes. Oh my gosh, but my children my my children they're 23 19 but it's constantly especially what they're going through I know both of my children at times with relationships have seen the ex or the girlfriend or the boyfriend, and then they don't want to even be on social media because what is it? The FOMO never, uh, is that what it is? Where people don't feel like they're, they're missing out or something. I don't even know. But yes, I feel it's so hard for people to be with themselves. I teach meditation on a regular basis and everyone, women, I see mostly women cannot sit still four or five minutes. And I said, let's do five minutes a day. They're like, Oh, what do I do in the five minutes? be quiet, turn your cell phone off, put a timer on. We all have a timer and sit still. Oh, and you know what? They have every intention to do it. And some of them do, and they make a difference. And I
0: think that's just it. And again, speaking to the women's conversations around this, we are not taught that being quiet and introspective and still is acceptable. We are taught be busier, do more. If you can't be at least act it. it's detrimental. And I have such a stillness within me at this point. My husband will check for breathing occasionally. No <laughs> He cracks up. he'll come home. He's like, "I left you in that position on the sofa two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I got up and had a glass of water and returned to the position. No book. No napping, just sitting, being being present. It's become a huge part of my day,
1: so before we wrap up, I know we were talking offline about just this whole i guess an awareness I would say, or advocacy of how do people find us, how do people well there's a lot we could go into, but briefly, how do people find your show? How do people find podcasting? I still, to this day, I had this happen today. Someone I know for 10 years, I told them I had a podcast. They said, what's a podcast? I said, let me see your phone. Then I had to go through the process. My family, and you and I have spoken about this offline, our families don't listen to our shows. So what can you speak to that? actually, my
0: sister doesn't listen. My mother, bless her heart, she does. She's given one instruction. She has to find something wrong with every episode and text me. She's not allowed to tell me it's good.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: it feeds into that whole mother critical behavior that she's so good at. <laughs> and I've given her permission and it gets her to listen. God bless her. I look at it as it's process improvement. So if she can find something that I can improve on, I'm always looking for process improvement. For people, they either don't know what podcasting is, I was speaking with one of my marketing team this morning, or there's an assumption when someone says podcasting that you're a 42-year-old single male living in your mother's basement, (laughs) unemployed, and recording yourself about your your gaming issues. There's a lot of misconception around it. Podcasting has become one of the most valuable Methods for learning. We actually, when we look at marketing, when we look at the marketing industry, fall of 2015 was the first time in the advertising industry that advertising impacted network television to an extent that the fall lineup, there were no cancellations. Here's the interesting part around that. There were no cancellations because what they've learned is people are consuming media at their leisure. We have this fabulous thing called TiVo and DVR, and what advertisers and the networks learned is that people are consuming their media at their leisure, and that's the beauty of podcasting if you want to draw the parallel. So they didn't cancel any programming because... They didn't know the actual reach because people aren't necessarily consuming live anymore. Podcasting, and this was something that I became very aware of when I stepped into the platform, when I did the due diligence, when I started looking at it. People will consume podcasting because they can do it Not only at their leisure, they can do it while they're driving, they can do it while they're walking, they can do it on a treadmill, they can do it while they're working, and it doesn't impact the other things they're doing. So we're seeing more podcasting being consumed, driving traffic, driving media, and it is paralleling what the advertisers and the major networks are learning with video consumption. People want it on their time frame. We live a 24-hour cycle at this point. I know you and I know me and I'm up till one, two, three in the morning and I'm up at 5. If I had to sit down and listen live to the podcast I'm signed up for, it would never happen. So there's the beauty. There's the magic sparkles around this that people are just now starting to get.
1: Even myself, I, and that's another thing I hear, I'll hear from my family, I don't have the time to listen to a podcast and I listen to a good four to five a week and I rotate it in and out. I have a whole bunch that I love and I'm listening while I drive. I'm listening while I do the dishes. I'm listening while I'm, oh my goodness, walking around the block, walking the dog. And to me, it's just wonderful. I can stop it wherever I was and I can pick it back up later in the day. I mean, how beautiful is that? And you're right. It's on demand on my time. And That is what everybody wants. Everybody wants it accessible and everybody wants it easy. And if you're an audible person, I mean, that's how great, you know, look at audio books and audible. That's how I love it because I'm an audible person. I love audio and video is great, but it takes a little bit of time and a commitment where there's less time and a commitment to pop in your earbuds. And that's the value. And
0: how do people find it? Well, it's word of mouth. It's recommendation. We do put money into advertising. I was just having this conversation this morning because somebody pushed back with our marketing department and said they want their traffic organically. Well, the only way it's going to be organic is if somebody accidentally downloads because they were reaching for something else and happens to listen. That is the only organic reach you're going to find in this world. There's advertising put into it and we spend our money very judiciously. And the thing is, Coca Cola does the same thing. They are top of mind when you think about cola beverages. Kleenex does the same thing to the extent that they are a brand that is identified as a product at this point. Hand me a Kleenex, not hand me a facial tissue. But it's getting out in front of people, it's sharing, it's being on other people's programming like you and I do, it's interviews, it's sharing what we do, it's being real. And I think with our leaning towards Reality television, which I think opened the door to this, you have a lot more people in the podcasting industry while it leans male, and we're working to change that. We have a lot more people in the podcasting industry who, it isn't the worst case scenarios. We're not looking at the dirty, seedy underbelly of life. We're out there trying to educate, inform, inspire, and change things for people, give them tools to walk away with, and they're able to consume them on demand, make it easy for them, consume them repeatedly. If they hear something that they like, they can go back. A lot of my traffic in the beginning was generated by people sharing,
1: hey, have you heard this? She uses bad words and she helps you. (laughs) This has been so refreshing. What a refreshing conversation. And you're right, as more and more women step into our power, step into our platform, use our voice, allow us to, again, really take risks and not wait 19 years, we will see such a big difference. And I bet you even the next year or so, more and more women will step into that space. So where can people find you, Kimberly? They can go to
0: lijlnetwork.com for Lessons in Joyful Living Network to find the station. There's a bunch of links there. They can also go to kimberlyrinaldi.com, find out more about what I'm doing personally. If your listeners are interested in sharing their lessons, we're always looking for hosts and guests and people to share. And obviously looking forward to getting you on the show too, Tina. I'm so glad we were able to catch up today.
1: Oh, I would love that. I am so glad that we connected again. And look at us in two years. It really is amazing. I sometimes don't take the time to really give myself the credit. And I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I'm always looking ahead, which is a wonderful thing, but to kind of pause and say, wow, look how far I've come, baby. You know, it's like that commercial, but you are doing amazing things and keep doing them because we need more people like you. And thank you so much for this wonderful, refreshing conversation of finding our voice. Thank you. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. You as well.